uh, for your presence here today. We're thankful, O oh God, because um, in you we live and move and have our being. Um, we thank you because you are the one from whom all blessings flow. And we trust that blessing to flow here today in revelation knowledge and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, your word says that in your presence there's fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let, let the expressed presence of God be experienced here today in fullness of joy. Let revelation flow. Let, um, let deliverance come. Let joy come in every heart. Let insight come today. Lord, we know it's not by might nor by power. It is by your spirit. So we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, have preeminence in the word today. Let us hear our word of deliverance today. We know one word from God will change our lives forever. Uh, Lord, I step into your grace by faith this morning. Your grace that makes preaching easy. And hearing the word of God is sweet delight. Thank you for the unction of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, as... Um, 2012 uh, comes to a close and we step into a new year. What kind of year is 2013 going to be for you? I mean, what kind of year are you going to have in 2013? You know, I believe that you and I are going to have the 2013 that we create. I believe that we're going to have the 2013 that we create. It should not be a case of let's see what happens. It should not be a case of God can do anything. You need to be intentional about your year. You are going to have the 2013 that you create. Everyone say, I'm going to have the 2013 that I create. You know, something happened to me this week that um, the Lord got all over me about. Uh, I was talking to somebody. And um, we were talking about a project, something to do with the church. And there was an opportunity that has come up. Uh, and, you know, as we were speaking, you know, I, I made this statement. I said, let us keep ourselves open to it because God can do anything. I said, let's keep ourselves open to it because God can do anything. And as I left that conversation, there was something about what I said that was bothering me. You know, you say it sounded good, doesn't it? Didn't it? It sounded good. It sounded, you know, like somebody who was um, expectant. But as I walked away from that conversation, the, the, on the inside, there was something about what I said that was bothering me. And the Lord got over, all over me about it. He said, you said if I can do anything? Why? All things are possible to him that believes. I know what the Lord was instructing me on was what I should have said was this. I should have said, let us inquire of the Lord to see if this is what he has prepared for us. And then let us take possession of it by faith. Let us inquire to see if this is part of what God has prepared for us. And if we know that this is part of what he has prepared for us, let us move forward. 
let us take possession of it by faith. You see, you are going to have the 2013 that you create. One thing I have learned is that nothing changes by itself. Things will only change when you cause them to change. You know, whenever God gives you a word, whether it is a, a prophetic word that you receive or whether it is you seeing yourself or reading about yourself in his word, what God is doing when he gives you a prophetic word or when, he, when he's giving you revelation from his word is he is showing you what he has prepared for you. You are seeing a possible future for you. For that future to become a reality, you have to create it. You see, the word of God is showing you what he has prepared. When he inspires someone of prophetic unction to come in your direction, he is showing you a possible future. But for you to experience it, you have to create it. For it is not everything that God creates for us that we experience. We experience only what we receive by faith. I'll say that again. It is not everything that God creates for us that we experience. We experience only that which he has created that we receive by faith. You know the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. The writer says, therefore, since a promise remains. Everyone say remains. Since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Now when you read Hebrews, Hebrews 4, you know that the context of this passage is the writer speaking about the generation to whom the Lord has prepared or had prepared the promised land. The generation that left the land of Egypt. God had prepared this for them 400 years before. And he was now taking them into the promise he had left for them. You know, a promise is a creative word of God sent to accomplish a specific task. I said again, a promise is a creative word. Uh, if you weren't here last week, uh, you need to get the CD because we talked about the fact that it is the word that is creative. It is the word of God that is creative. The Bible says that so is the word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return void, but it would accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing whereto he has sent it. So it is the word that is creative. Whether, it is, uh, whether an angel speaks it or you speak it, the word of God that you speak is as creative as the word of God that God speaks. Oh, we need to meditate on that somewhat. The word of God that you speak is as creative 
as the word of God that God speaks because when God speaks a word that is the end that's the answer that word has within itself the power to bring itself to pass so if you take the word and put it in your mouth it will achieve the same result as if God was speaking it so a promise is a specific word it is a creative word that God has sent to accomplish a specific task so with regard to the children of Israel, he had already spoken a word to achieve a specific task. And that task was to take them out of Egypt and take them into their inheritance. But the Bible says they disqualified themselves for they said we cannot possess. It is impossible. They did not mix the word with faith. So the promise which was left for them remained unfulfilled. So that means that it is possible that a promise can be left for you and it will remain unfulfilled. May you fulfill every promise that God has sent concerning you in Jesus' name. So the 2013 you are going to have is the 2013 you create. But this year is this year that we're entering is busting with possibility. It is busting with things that God has prepared for you. So we create our world through our spiritual labor. That is how we create our world. Now, now let me talk about a few things that we do we must do to create our world. To create our 2013. Let me talk about a few things that you must do that, that, are, that, that uh, are made up of what we call spiritual labor. To enter into the things that have been prepared. Whenever you get a word from God, you must do these four things. Number one, you must receive it. You must say that this is the word for me. Stop thinking about the person you want to send the CD to. Oh, it would have been great if sister so-and-so was in this service. No, this, this is for you. You must receive it as yours. This is God speaking to me. You know the Bible says God in, um, in different times and different ways spoke to the fathers through the prophets. So, so when God is going to speak to you, he's going to use somebody. Now, are you with me? Now, if you have come here today to hear the word of God, then this is the word of God to you. Receive it as God's word to you. Number one, you must receive it as a personal word. This is God's word to me. It shouldn't be any more valid if God was standing here and speaking. You know, like Mary said to the angel, how shall this be? She, she said, you know, don't you understand that nothing that God says um, is without power to bring itself to pass? It doesn't matter that God is not speaking. I am an angel. I'm speaking the word. Measure what you are hearing correctly. You must receive it. Number two, believe it. We're talking about how to create your 2013. Receive the word. Believe it. Declare it over your life and number four whenever you receive the word pray it through everyone say pray it through you know when I say pray it through I don't mean that we're asking God to do something 
that he has already said he's going to do. But you know there is insight into the word. And it is as we pray that clarity comes. It is as we pray that insight comes into the detail of how we're meant to comport ourselves. You must receive the word. You must believe it. You must declare it. And then you must pray through. You must pray through. You must pray in the spirit with that word. As you're declaring that word, you're saying, God, open my eyes to see what you want me to do. Open my eyes to see. You know, there's some people that are about to move jobs. They've been waiting. God, do it. God, do it. He says, it is not what I can do. It is what you can create. Yeah, yeah, it is not what I can do. It is what you can believe. For all things are possible to him that believes. He said, you've got to believe it. And that's what I'm going to focus on the service. You've got to believe it. Receive the word and believe it. Believe the word. You know, last week, um, we looked at Mark 9.23 as our text scripture. Where this man came to Jesus and said, God, Jesus, if you can't do anything, help us. And Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. Who, who believes? Who believes? And we looked at a few translations. The Amplified says, you say to me, if you can do anything, why? All things can be to him who believes. You see that believing is the qualification, isn't it? He said, all things can be. To those who believe. The New Living Translation puts it this way. It says, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. So this believing thing is something that is worth investigation. What does it mean to believe, really? You know, I expanded that verse last week by looking at certain things you must believe. Number one, believe that all things can be for you. That, that is a good place to start. Those things that you have already put a line through that, well, it's too late for this one now. No, no, go back and readdress it and readjust your thinking. Believe that all things can be for you. Everyone say, all things can be for me. Oh, yeah, you see, that, that thing that came up in your heart when you said that, you need to focus on it and say, you can be for me. Yeah, because I believe. And then we looked at the fact that you need to believe that you can have what you say. Because Jesus said in Mark 11, 23, that you can have what you say, didn't he? You need to believe that. You need to believe that. You need to believe, as you're speaking words, believe that you can have what you say. Because Jesus said it. Hallelujah. Isn't that a good place to start? So if I want to have something, I start saying it. So stop thinking about how people feel about you calling yourself the father of many nations. Uh, it didn't say all things can be if people agree with you. It said all, can, all things can be for you. Yeah, you might look silly, but all things can be for you. Believe in the power of your words. Believe that everything that God says about you is true. Believe that God's word is creative. Believe that God's word in your mouth is as creative as God's word in his mouth. But, but then I want to address the question, how do we believe? How do we believe? You see, faith is not logical. 
Now, now I'll use belief and faith interchangeably because in the Greek it is the same word. It's the Greek word pistuo. Yeah, which is translated believe and is translated faith. So it's the same word. Now, faith is not logical. Say to your neighbor, faith is not logical. Faith is based on the substance of the revealed will of God. Faith is not logical. Faith is based on the substance of the revealed will of God. In other words, faith is not of the mind. It is of the heart. Faith is not of the mind. It is of the heart. Now when the Bible talks about your heart, it's not talking about your blood pump. You know this thing that's pumping blood all over your body. Whenever we talk about the heart of a thing, we're speaking about the center or the core of the thing. Does that make sense? If you're having a discussion and you're talking about the heart of the matter, you're just like, stop beating about the bush, get to the, the real core of what we're talking about. So when we talk about faith not being of the mind and it's of the heart, we're saying that faith comes from your core and the core of a human being is spiritual. You need to understand this. The core of your being is spiritual. It is not physical, is it? Because you are a spiritual being, aren't you? For the Bible says that the very God of peace will sanctify you completely. Your whole spirit and soul and body. So faith is not of the mind. Faith comes from your inner core, your heart. So when you are walking by faith, particularly in the beginning of your faith walk, your mind or your logic will fight you every step of the way. Because, you know, we're, we're used to doing things from a logical perspective. There are certain things that make sense. And there are certain things that don't make sense. And we've been taught in school not to be, not to be stupid in the way we do things. So it's like everything must make sense. Everything must, must conform to the rules of logic. Well, well, faith is not of the mind. Faith is a spiritual force. So it is of the spirit. So when you are walking by faith, your mind can contend against you. And that's why Paul spoke to Timothy and said, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Because when you're walking by this thing called faith, through which you are going to achieve the impossible and create the year God has for you, your mind is going to fight you every step of the way. Because it's not of the mind. Faith is of the heart. Faith is of the heart. So you will never walk by faith if you are waiting for it to make sense. Because faith is not of the sense realm, it is of the spirit realm. Are you with me? Now, now look at a few verses that talk about this. Um, Mark eleven twenty three 23 is a popular verse of scripture. Let's look at it again. Oh, someone's going to get it this morning. Someone's going to get it this morning. In Mark eleven twenty three, 23, Jesus said, For whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt where? In his heart. So he's talking about the core of the matter. The core of your being. Not your mind. Your heart. 
shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he says come to pass. Now, now it doesn't say believe in the heart, but, but that's, the, that's what's inferred, isn't it? Because the same place where you are doubting is where you are believing. Isn't that correct? So, so as it says, whosoever shall say and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in his heart, that the things he says come to pass will have whatever he says. And then he goes on and says, therefore, I say to you, whatever you desire when you pray, believe. Where? In your heart that you receive it and you shall have it. So in order to walk by this thing called faith, we need to understand that faith is of the heart. It is not of the mind. And that is the core of your being. Let us continue. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. We're talking about how to create our world. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. Okay, it says, I read from the New King James. It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I what? I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. So, so we're going back to this thing about believing. Jesus said all things can be if you believe. All things can be if you believe. Now we have learned that this thing called faith or belief is of the heart. It is not of the mind. Because it's a spiritual thing. It is of the heart. So to accomplish this creative plan that God has for you, something has to happen in your heart. That must produce this thing called faith. He said we have the same spirit of faith. According as it written, I believed and therefore spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So, so this is the way faith works. Believe and then speak. Believe and then speak. But this belief is of the heart. Now look at another verse of scripture and I'll explain this a bit further. Look at Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Oh, revelation is coming in your direction. And by the Holy Spirit, your eyes will open to see it. So your life will never be the same again. For you find out that the secret to your life is in your hands. It's actually in your heart and your mouth. It is not in heaven. It is not in hell. No, the secret is in your heart. And it's in your mouth. Because God already has made all things available to you. Look at, look at Romans 10 verse 9. I want you to see this. I'll start from verse 8. It said, for what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if, now he's talking about how faith works. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe where? In your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation you say pastor i've tried this it doesn't work for me it actually does because it just did are you with me because you said it doesn't work and you believe it doesn't work so it doesn't work how many of you know that, that it's working it's actually working he says for with the heart one believes everyone say with the heart one believes it didn't say with the mind one believes it says with the heart one believes unto righteousness 
One person put it this way. It says, with the heart, one believes unto the reality of a thing. And with the mouth, confession is made unto its manifestation. With the heart, one believes unto the reality. And with the mouth, confession is made unto its manifestation. So we see this thing about the heart, the heart, the heart. It is at the core of your being. Jesus said, all things can be for you. You say, well, I've tried to do these things. Well, it, it says it, it's got to be from your heart, from your heart, not your logic, not your mind, your heart. So how do I believe that I'm healed when my body's riddled with sickness? How do I believe that my business breaks forth on every side when creditors are knocking on the door? How do I believe that I'm a new creation when I fall to the same sins I did before I became born again? How do I believe I love my wife as Christ loved the church when my flesh crawls every time she comes into the room? How do I believe the impossible is possible and hope against hope? How do I believe? You know, it's a little bit like the man in um, Mark 9, 23 that needed the miracle. And Jesus said, all things can be for you if you believe. And he said, the Bible says he cried out. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I do believe, but, but help me overcome my unbelief. He said, I believe, but I don't really believe, but help me, help me, Jesus. <laughs> Are you with me? I want to believe, but I don't really believe because this is impossible. But, but I really want to believe. Jesus will help you today. Amen. So how, how, am I, how can I believe with my heart something that doesn't sound or look logical uh, where everything on the outside looks impossible. You see, one thing I learned many years ago is this. You cannot make yourself believe. You cannot make yourself believe. You know, we fall on our faces whenever we try to believe because faith is not of the mind. Faith is not of the will. Faith is of the heart. Are you with me? So when you say, you know, I, I really want to believe, you, you are going the wrong path. Because you can't make yourself believe. Because it's not of the mind. So, so how do I, God will never command me to do something I can't do. So, so how do I get into this sphere of believing with my heart what God has said? You know, there's a specific protocol for faith. Look at Romans 10. We've been looking at Romans 10. Look at verse 17 very quickly. Let us read that in the same chapter. Because faith is critical. To everything we want to achieve. Faith is critical to entering into the realm of the impossible. Where impossible things will now become your experience. Where you will not leave any promise left for you on the table. But you will walk in everything God has prepared for you. In Romans 10, 17 the Bible says. So then faith comes. Everyone say faith comes. It said, faith comes. So you don't have to try to believe. It will come. It will come. It will, it will come. <laughs> you don't have to try to do it. Try to believe. Really concentrate and really, you know, try to push those evil thoughts out of your mind so that you can focus on believing for a few minutes before, <laughs> before you're overwhelmed by the reality around you. It said, faith comes. 
by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do I get faith to come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the foundation of faith is the word of God, isn't it? That is where we start. The substance of faith is the word. So the very first step we must establish on this walk to faith is the word of God. Faith is produced by the substance of God's word. So faith begins where the will of God is known. The process of faith begins with what is God's word on the matter? That's where it begins. What is God's word on the matter? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the substance of the word is the foundation of faith. I don't believe in, you know, taking a leap of faith. I think that's rubbish. You take a step of faith in confidence on the substance of the word. Faith is not leaning against a chair hoping it will keep you up. That is hope. Because you lean on some chairs and, you know, you've been eating a lot of Christmas turkey and the chair might give, give way under your weight. Faith is always based on the substance. So you must begin the faith journey or the journey to faith by establishing what has God said on the matter? It is not presumption. It is not hope. It is a substance. It says faith comes. For faith to come, you must have the substance of the word. You know, one of my favorite verses of scripture is um, Psalm 119 verse 49, where David said, he said, remember the word unto your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. The word hope is the Greek word elpis, which means a confident expectation. He said, God, remember the word, the word, the word upon which I have my confident expectation. So he was resting on a substance, wasn't he? And the substance was the word of God. If you want to create your world, begin by asking yourself, what has God said about this matter? You must have irrefutable evidence from the revealed word of God. There is nothing you desire that there isn't a promise of God concerning it in the Holy Scriptures. You don't need a prophecy. Thank God for prophecies and the prophetic word. But begin with the written word of God. Because everything that pertains to life and godliness has been given to you. And it is contained in exceeding great and precious what? Promises. A promise is a creative word of God that has been sent to accomplish a specific task. What is it you want? Is it prosperity in your life and business? Is it joy in your marriage? Is it healing in your body? Begin for faith to come. To face the impossible, you must begin with the substance. A lot of people are saying a lot of stuff that is not founded on substance. What's the substance? When next somebody comes to ask you to pray with them, ask them, what is the substance? I don't just pray. What's the substance? What is the foundation? For faith to come, there must be a substance. 
Otherwise, we're trying to hope that, oh, in 2013 will happen to be my year. Why? Because, well, 2012 wasn't, 2011 wasn't, so maybe 2013 will come around and face me. You'll be very surprised. What is the substance? Because for faith to be produced, it must be based on the substance of the word of God. But then let's continue. It says faith comes by what? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we know that it begins with the word, but not just the word. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Now what does that mean? You know, clearly, it's not saying that faith um, comes by just hearing someone preaching. Because um, if that's all it took, we'll all be moving mountains by now. Have you noticed that whenever Jesus spoke, if you look at Mark 4.24, he said, take heed what you hear. And then time and time again, he said, let everyone that has an ear, let him hear. If, if, if you have an ear, hear what the Spirit is saying. So he's not talking about your outer ear. Because we hear, we have all these appendages, don't we? It is talking about your in, inner ear, the ear of your heart. The ear of your heart. Your heart must hear the word. Are, are you listening to me? Because faith is of the heart. We're talking about what does it take for faith to come? Because I can't make myself believe. How can faith come? Faith is of the heart. Is of your spiritual man. And it says your spiritual man must hear the truth. Concerning what God has given. Your spiritual man must hear it. And 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 hear it. Your inner ears must hear the truth on a matter. And when it hears it enough, something will happen. Because the Bible says, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. When your inner ear, your spiritual man hears the truth on that matter enough, something will happen. You will see it as yours and it will create rest and joy concerning the matter. It is at that point that it moves from being a spiritual blessing that has been prepared for you to a spiritual blessing that has been received by you. This is when you have created it in your heart. You have conceived it as yours. You know, it's like physical conception. Because I think that natural things help us understand spiritual things. I'm just saying that we have got young people in the room. But you know, it takes something in the man and something in the woman. The ingredients of creation of the child. But when conception takes place, when both come together, there is a conception and there's a creation of something in the womb that is alive, isn't it? But the ingredients are all there. But, but, but something has to come together. Sperm and the egg have to come together for there to be conception, creation in the womb. Without that conception in the womb, it will never happen. Are you with me? You can say, oh, all the ingredients are present. Thank God for the ingredients. But without the conception, it will never happen. I'll be wondering, why hasn't it happened for me? There has to be conception first. There has to be conception. Do we understand that? There has to be conception in the womb. But I said the conception in your heart is even more glorious than physical conception. You know, when Jesus' body was conceived in the womb of Mary, what happened? 
God supplied the sperm and the egg, didn't he, in the word. All that was needed for the conception in the womb. You know, your heart is the womb of creation. And the word is that creative agent. It is the combination of the sperm and the egg. And when the word enters the womb of your heart, that, that is the place where conception will take place. Without conception in your own heart, there is no life. You know, when a child is conceived in the womb of a woman, the child begins to grow. And as the child begins to grow, it gets to a point where the child begins to kick and the child wants to be born. Are you with me? When, you're, when your ear hears the word, when you are, you are ministering the word to your heart, you are speaking the word to your heart, when you're, you, you're, you're taking the substance of the word and feeding it to your heart, there comes a point where on the inside of you, something begins to change. On the inside of you, a conception takes place where you begin to see yourself as a possessor of the things that God has created and prepared concerning you. And when you begin to see yourself that way, the energy of faith is produced and your faith begins to kick on the inside of you and it wants to be expressed on the outside. That is how creation takes place. You know, the Bible says in um, Ephesians 2.8 that it is by grace that you are saved through what? But then he continues by saying, even the faith doesn't come from you. It is the gift of God. Notice, even the faith does not come from you. You know, the faith that you are going to need, you know, when Jesus said that all things can be to those who believe, the faith doesn't come from you. The faith comes from ingesting the word. Because when you hear the word of truth in your heart, and you speak that word of truth to your heart over and over again, and you mutter it, and you meditate on it, something will happen in your heart you will begin to see yourself as a possessor of what God has already promised you you might not see it now you don't have to see it now because faith hasn't come yet you are hoping at the moment but when faith comes there is joy and rest concerning the matter if there's no joy or rest about a matter in your life then your inner ear hasn't heard it enough I'll say that again. If there is no rest or joy in your heart, notice I said in your heart, in your heart about a matter, it means that your inner ear has not heard the truth of the word enough. Because faith will come by hearing and hearing the substance of the truth of the word. How do I know when faith is there? It's a little bit like asking a woman, how do you know when you're pregnant? There are signs, aren't there? Yeah, you begin to feel a little bit of discomfort. You begin to desire some things that you never desired before. Yeah, some women in the first few first trimester they have um, morning sickness. There are symptoms that that require for the woman to get tested. When, when, when your heart begins to produce faith, a joy begins to come up in your heart about something that still looks impossible. 
a rest about a, about something that looks impossible would all of a sudden mount guard over your heart and he's like i don't know why i'm feeling joyful about this thing but but somehow you're at peace you're at rest because your heart has apprehended faith conception has taken place on the inside i mean if that conception hasn't taken place don't try to pretend just, just you need to hear some more 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 your inner ear needs to hear some more if you don't have the practice of 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 giving your inner ear information then you you, you haven't started walking by faith yet you're just walking in great exuberance because it depends on how the worship is on that sunday if the worship if they sang the songs you like you'll be full of faith if the usher doesn't sit you in the right place i mean all of a sudden your whole spiritual life is upside down if things look good on the outside you're full of faith if they say, oh, you didn't get the contract, all of a sudden, it's like, why me, Lord? Yeah? You, you, you haven't heard, your inner ear hasn't heard it enough yet. Look at Psalm 45, verse 1. How does your inner ear hear the word of God? How does the inner ear hear the word? You see, these are the ancient paths where the good way is. These are the ancient paths where the good way is. You, you see, your life will be transformed when you do this. Your life will be, will be changed when you do this. You know, you know it is said that, um, you know, there's this, uh, this um, saying about destiny and um, habits. Yeah? Because your habits are what create your destiny, aren't they? Yeah? When you have the right habits, it will lead you on a, in a different path. So your destiny is created by daily habits, ultimately. Yeah? So there are professional people that, have daily habits and it almost seems like um too structured but but they know where they're trying to get to and their daily habits lead them on a path that takes them where they want to go they say what they mean they mean what they say they don't overcommit themselves they know how to prioritize their time they focus on the things rather than just the urgent things the things that are important they know how to delegate you know all these things that we talk about in business um training daily habits lead to your destiny now, you might seem like, okay, why is all of a sudden waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and doing certain things and, you know, using a Blackberry or using a, some kind of organizer suddenly going to affect my destiny? It does, doesn't it? it? It actually does. Daily habits will determine your destiny. Now, in, in like manner, operating in the spiritual. You know, we're not talking about the spectacular. Because all that is spiritual is not necessarily spectacular. But the ultimate result is, is going to be spectacular. But I'm not saying that angels are going to be visiting your room and you're going to see the glory of God and you're going to be falling down the power and all this wonderful stuff. That's all great. But spiritual practice, when you follow the habits, the, the right spiritual habits, you will reach a destiny where you fulfill everything God has planned for you. And the exceeding great and precious promises that God has reserved for you, you walk in them. You walk in them. Look at Psalm 45, verse 1. Psalm 45, verse 1 says, My heart is overflowing with a good thing. I recite my composition concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You know, I say this all the time. My heart overflows with a good thing. You know, I, I, I'm on Twitter. By the way, if you are not following me on Twitter, do follow. It's Pastor Carlton. I know every day I have something I see on Twitter. I know the question is, how, how, can you how can you get something inspirational to say every day on Twitter? 
that really, you know, inspires people. Do you know how I do it? Oh, you don't want to know? Okay, I'll move on to something else. I say my heart overflows with a good thing. That's what I say. My heart overflows with a good thing. My heart overflows with a good thing. I say that all the time. My heart overflows with a good thing. And I wake up in the morning and my heart overflows with a good thing. And, I, and, I, and this thing just comes out. Like, wow! What an inspiring thought. And I write it down. And I tweet it. And I see people retweeting it. My heart overflows with a good thing. Does your heart overflow with a good thing? Oh, you don't believe that. Mine does. <laughs> then he goes on to say, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You know, I'm going to bring this to a close now in a few minutes. But I want, I want to answer this question. How does the inner ear hear the word of God? Because we hear the word of God all the time. How does the inner ear hear it? Because it is as your inner ear hears it and hears it and hears it and hear it, hears it that faith comes. And when faith comes, you can produce. How does the inner ear hear the word? You know, the word confession, when we talk about confession, the Greek word is homologeo, which means to say the same thing. When you're confessing something, you are saying the same thing as God. That's what confession means. And the word, there are three kinds of confession. Everyone talks about the confession of sin. Where the Bible says, if you confess your sin, if you agree with God that you have sinned, he's faithful and just to what? Forgive you. That's one kind of confession. The second is the confession of faith. So the confession, the declaration of what you believe to be yours. When faith comes, you declare it. Uh, are you with me? That is the confession of faith. But there's a, a different kind of confession. It's like a confession to faith. Which we call meditation. To, to meditate means to mutter. Everyone say mutter. So when you're muttering, you're saying it, aren't you? But it is a confession that leads to faith. Now the Bible says that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. It is through my tongue as I mutter the word of God to my heart that I am writing the word on my heart. Are you with me? It is as I mutter the word to my heart that I am writing the word on my heart. That is how my heart hears the word. Are you with me? That is how my inner ear hears the word. I begin to mutter the word to my heart. If you are not muttering the word to your heart, then your inner ear is not hearing the word. And if your inner ear is not hearing the word, there is no way conception can come. Yes, you'll be making bold declarations, but they are empty. Are you with me? Because the only way that you will give birth to a child is if there's a child there. The only way there can be a child there is if the sperm and the egg have come together. The only way you will give birth to anything in 2013 is if you have conceived it in your heart. If you see it as yours. The only way you will ever see the impossible as yours. Not as, oh, something the, the Lord is going to give me. Oh, well, God can do whatever he wants to do. The only way you will conceive these things as yours is if your, your heart believes it. The only way your heart will believe is if your inner ear is being spoken the truth of the word over and over again because that is how conception comes. You know, a pregnant woman can't describe pregnancy to somebody who has never been pregnant. <laughs> Are you with me? It's like, describe how it feels. 
Have you ever tried to do that? Well, it sort of feels somehow, I can't really just, you can't describe faith to someone. You can describe the evidence of it. But, but this, it's a spiritual thing. But you will experience it for yourself as you begin to mutter the truth. All of a sudden, your heart's perception will change about a matter. You are still seeing it, but yet you are calling yourself Abraham. And you are uh, rejoicing and saying, I'm the father of many nations. How can you be? It's not logical. At least wait to have the child first. Wait to have the child before you start saying you're the father of many nations. You don't understand. I, I see it. It's mine. It's mine. Can't you see it? It's mine. No, we can't see it. No, I can. I can see it. It's created. I can see it. It belongs to me. How do you know it belongs to you? Because God has said. He has said it. I see it. I see my child running around. And then when the creation comes, everyone says, ah, wonderful. Praise God. We always knew. You have great potential. This is the way of the spirit. This is the way of creation. You know, initially as you begin to do this, it sounds like you are deceiving yourself. That is where it's called the fight of faith. There's a fight. Because the devil doesn't want you to operate in the supernatural. And the supernatural is your destiny. Yeah, he doesn't want you to operate in the supernatural. He wants you to remain on this level, like the animals, the physical. He doesn't want you to elevate. So when you begin to say to yourself, you know, the word of God says, he bore my infirmities and carried my diseases. So if he bore my infirmities, then the infirmities of my body are no longer mine. They are his because he bore mine. So I see myself as healed because he bore mine. As for me, mine are gone. Do you notice, you notice that in Mark 9, this man that wanted a miracle for his child, when Jesus came, what happened? What was the first thing that happened when Jesus came? The demon threw the child on the ground. It got worse, didn't it? So when Jesus was introduced into the matter, physically things got worse. Okay, you, you decide that, you know what, I'm going to start walking by faith and trusting God. And then you went to the doctor and they said, oh, actually, we thought it was this before, but it's actually something worse. And then when Jesus spoke to the demon, what happened? The, the, this demon spoke back and he, he cast the demon out. And then what happened? Everyone thought the child was dead. You know, before the child was alive, but he had problems. Now the child is dead. <laughs> are, are, are you with me? So from the physical... I should begin to walk by faith. From the physical, things are going to look worse. I'm about to prophesy to somebody here today. Yeah? Because the devil doesn't want you to break into this thing. Because once you break into it, all of a sudden his power over you is broken. But you begin to say to yourself, you begin to say to your heart, you don't believe what you are saying, but it's okay. It's okay not to believe it for starters. Because faith hasn't come yet. You are, you are, you are on a journey to faith. You, you can't make yourself believe. All you need to do is let your inner ear hear the truth. Let your inner ear hear the truth and keep letting it hear the truth. It does not matter what you did last night. Get up and speak the truth to your heart. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Because I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, all things have passed away. And all things have become new. Hear it over and over again. Speak it over. Don't just say it once again. Speak it over and 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 over. You are speaking the truth. This is not positive confession because it's based on the substance of the word of God. It's going to sound like you are deceiving yourself. 
You begin to say to yourself, I love my wife like Christ loved the church. I give my life for her. I speak well concerning her. I love my wife like Christ loved the church. I love my wife like Christ loved the church. It doesn't matter if you're, you're, you feel like throwing up every time she walks in. I love my wife like Christ loves the church. I love my wife like Christ loves the church. This is how we create all things. For with the heart, man believes unto the reality of the truth. But with the mouth, confession is made unto the manifestation. And when you see yourself as a possessor, you begin to speak out loud. And your words have something in them. It's called the power of God, the power of faith. When the child begins to grow in the womb and begins to kick and begins to kick, what is, there's energy. The energy begins to kick. He wants to manifest himself. And after a while, he kicks and comes out through the energy that, is re, 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 that, that dwells on the inside of it. When faith is born on the inside, it will express itself. You will start doing things that people don't understand, but it is faith speaking. It is faith speaking. And it's not just empty words. Those words have the same power of creation on the inside of them. And then you experience the truth that the word of God is the word of God. And the word of God in your mouth is as creative as the word of God in his mouth. Let us pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, let's give the Lord glory this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, all glory, all power, all honor belongs to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for you give us the answer. The sperm and the seed is all in the word. Thank you, Father, because our hearts are the womb of creation. The word is near us, even in our hearts and in our mouths. The word of faith, which we speak. Oh, let's give glory to God this morning. Let's give glory to the Lord this morning. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of glory. He's worthy of adoration. What a love, loving God we serve. What a faithful God we serve. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks because your ent the entrance of the word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for freedom. Freedom, 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 freedom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone had the word from the Lord saying, a lady with pain on the side of her tummy. It comes from time to time. No medical explanation. Um, there's a lady here with pain on, on the side of her tummy. Someone had that revelation. Um, it, this pain comes from time to time. There's no medical explanation for it. Um, hallelujah uh, um, I'd like to if you're here this morning just step forward I want to lay my hands on you in the name of Jesus and that would go um, there's a son who is on drugs uh, almost lost he's abroad deliverance has come the chains are being broken in the name of Jesus hallelujah 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 if you're here that word applies to you there's a pain you have a pain from time to side um, time to time on your side no medical explanation um, just uh, we want to lay I want to lay my hands on you and cause that pain to go in the name of Jesus You know the Bible says that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him All authority 
all authority. And then he said to us, go. The authority of Christ belongs to the church. Yeah, Pain, sickness has to respond to the word. In the name of Jesus. Pain goes in the name of Jesus. If you're here, just step forward. Let me lay hands on you and you'll be, you'll be delivered. Hallelujah. I'd just like us to, to, to all stand to our feet.